I really, I would encourage you to take that down or find a substitution because that stuff can quickly turn into, I call it zombie content. It means you forget about it. It goes to bed, it becomes dead, but it can rise. It can rise from the dead and come and bite you. Especially if people like you would appreciate this being a blogger for a while, there's people who've been writing and, and blogging for a long time and they have lots of backlinks and lots of content on their blogs. And some of that were photos. Some of that was from the era when we used to do roundup posts and whatnot. And those photos, even if you're giving someone credit or linking or putting the link on there, if you have those photos embedded on your website, that's problematic. And you can get cited with copyright infringement and get shaken down. There's whole law firms that this all they do now is search the internet. They're bots too looking for this stuff on your website. So make sure you have that all, all buttoned down. You're listening to the Seven Figure Leap Podcast. We're here to leverage rich relationships and smart strategies to take your business to the next level. Here's your host, Dustin Reekman. All right, welcome back to another episode of Seven Figure Leap. I'm really excited today. We have a, a really unique expert to highlight and someone who really helps people like us who are in the scaling phase of entrepreneurship and who are kind of building the plane as they're or flying the plane as they're building it or whatever the right analogy is there. And so Brittany Battelle is going to be our special guest and I'm going to let her introduce herself here in a moment. But I like to reflect a little bit on how do I know these people? Because I, I feel like I have access to like the coolest people in the world. And it may come as no surprise since rich relationships is one of the key things that we talk about with making a seven figure leap that I know Brittany through a mutual friend. So Michelle Gifford is an accelerator graduate uh, of my main program. She's in my mastermind. I had a, a hand in helping Michelle uh, find a speaking opportunity at Traffic and Conversion Summit in Las Vegas a few weeks back. Uh, I was there speaking as well. And so uh, Brittany was in the crowd cheering me on. She took some great photos and videos and was very gracious. And we got to hang out for quite a bit after that. Uh, and then we both got to see Michelle take the stage just a few hours later. Uh, and I got to know Michelle through someone named Brooke, who we were just discussing before we started recording. Brittany knows from another mastermind connection. So it's a small circle that we all run in when you get down to it. So Brittany, I'm super grateful to know you, first of all, and that you accepted my invitation to come here and share about not only your own entrepreneurial journey, but how you help entrepreneurs uh, in your in your legal services. So would you like to just let us know a little bit about who you are and the, the main things you do at this point in your career? For sure. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah. And I would just reiterate that it's always warm. And I love how small the world can seem when you start playing that Rolodex game of who do you know, but it just reemphasizes the need for in this age of like AI, when people can are getting skittish, right? A little bit about like content production and am I on all the platforms and speaking and saying things in all the places I need to that in the end of the day, we do business with people we want to know and like relationships matter, right? So totally yes. agree with that and why that promise is such an important part of your teaching. But yeah, my name is Brittany Rattel and I am an attorney for small business owners. And my huge goal is to help people get legally legit and protected so that they can grow their businesses as big as their dreams. So I tend to help a lot of people in the online business space. That's my ideal client I love to work with. And so there are people who maybe be service-based businesses. They may be thought leaders and coaches and 
authors and have personal brands, or even have come to it from the media side, have been an influencer or creator, and are now launching more of a personal brand and their own products and courses and services and memberships on top of other things. So yeah, I've been in the space for uh, almost a decade now. I love it. I get to work virtually. And it's been a really cool place because it's so dynamic, right? Things are changing so quickly that it means that I get an opportunity to keep learning and growing and educating myself so that I can be really of good use to my clients as an advisor um, as they try to grow and achieve the next step in their business dream. That's amazing. So you're Unlike a lot of our guests uh, who are maybe coaches or consultants, would you say your title would be like legal advisor where someone engages you and says, look, like I have all this intellectual property, it's unprotected or, hey, I've got this new program I'm launching and it's maybe unprotected or uncopyrighted or or whatever. I don't even know the right terms because I'm I'm fairly ignorant, which is why I'm talking to you and and why I wanted to share you and your wisdom with, with the audience. But is that really like advising? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's a, a hybrid both because I'm for sure sometimes people see me as their lawyer and more traditional like, hey, this is my lawyer and everything from startup to drafting contracts, reviewing and redlining, negotiating things um, to helping with disputes and conflicts and even exits. But then I also have kind of some hybrid roles where I'm doing a little bit more of legal strategy. And that also works a bit with the nature, which I think is unfortunate in terms of state restrictions on my ability to practice because I'm barred in a few states, but I have to be careful about working with people outside of those states. It really depends on what the issue is and what the law is and if I can help them. And the great thing is because I do so much intellectual property and that's federal that I can really help people um, in other places because most of what the issues that I'm dealing with, especially in education and uh, entertainment, is all intellectual property, right? That's how we're making money. That's how we're wheeling and dealing. Those are the projects and the deals that we're caring about. And then I also sell digital products. So that's the other arm of my business is that I found that there are a lot of people, especially who are getting started and beginning stage of their businesses that are not being served well, and they need something in between the legal doom, as I call it. And, you know, Uh, maybe a high price attorney on the 15th floor, right? Who's going to overcharge them or dismiss their business. And I have a lot of horror stories of people going to their local gray haired attorney and really not being taken seriously or having someone dismiss or not even understand how they're making money online. And they certainly don't understand YouTube or Instagram or LinkedIn or what it looks like to be an online business or service provider. So I'm really trying to fill in that gap because digital resources are what's scalable, right? I can only serve so many clients as every service provider knows. That's always a cap, but you can with digital resources like checklists and templates and guides and online courses, which I now offer, I can help more people and that fits better into my big mission. So I love that for a couple of reasons. One is you're, you're a doer as well as like an advisor, meaning you're not an attorney who's like, doesn't really get what it means to have an online business, to run group coaching programs, to sell digital courses. You actually do those things and therefore you have a deeper understanding of it because you're you're the first person and it like completely, I was like not expecting after my presentation to come out in the hall and have an engaging conversation with a lawyer. (laughs) So I was like, this is interesting. And then as as you started to unpack it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's so much here that I need help with. And so then I'm a reflection of my audience, right? So I'm like, I know they need help with it. And as you were speaking too, when I was at StoryBrand Summit last year, Donald Miller emphasized, I think he said it three times in one talk. He's like, as an as a creator and as a thought leader, you have to have these legal protections. And the way that he framed it was like, you have really smart things you do. You have frameworks that you teach through and you have to get those things legally protected, like trademarked and some of the things right. I'm sure you'll share later about what that, how you actually do that. Absolutely. Yeah. The intellectual property, like that's at the end of the day, that's really 
what gives that's us what you own and that's what you're selling. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I've seen a huge growth in that industry, right. And the self-development and coaching industry in general with people's different offer stacks and the models that we're probably familiar with in terms of, we maybe start out with group coaching or one-on-one coaching and maybe go to group and then a higher ticket offer or a mastermind or something else that's more high touch. But in woven through all of that is probably your methodology and framework and then understanding and then maybe on top of that offering now certification, right? Where you're allowing people and saying, I'm going to license out. It's a triangle, but not a pyramid scheme, right? <laughs> this episode where Jim comes on and he's like, yeah, it's not a pyramid scheme, sure. But in all seriousness, it's a way to extend your reach and your mission because you realize you're limited and you have people who want that training. But again, it goes back to well, what is in the container and what are the boundaries we can put on that. And I love being a, a business boundary educator is something I call myself because I really believe in business boundaries, being able to help you and free you, take some weight off that mind so that you can really focus on what you do best and you can learn what you need to worry about and what you're going to have to let go. And that's part of being in the online digital economy. Oh, man, I love that. And I'm like your sweet spot right now, because I've never said this publicly. I run a group coaching program and I've got an ongoing mastermind. So you, you check those boxes. I have right. some digital products and I'm in the infancy of a certification program. So I have some people in my current accelerator who came over from the story brand world and story brand is, is very much a certification company, which is why right. Donald Miller talks, talks so passionately about IP and, and trademarking and things like that. Yeah, and so, that's worked for them, right? A successful one. Yes, exactly. And so these people know that world. And so we're just working it out right now. So nothing's official, but certainly it will be official at some point. And I will definitely need Brittany's help to make it legit, legally legit. So I, I love that tagline as well. Uh, so this yeah. is interesting. And like I said, you're doing the thing that you're helping people with, which is amazing. And I, I wish everyone followed that path. Uh, one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is dig a little deeper into why. Like it's a pretty unique niche you found yourself in. Obviously you went to law school. I'm not sure if this was your intent or if you fell into it, but I would love to know a little more about that. Like what's your origin story and why are you drawn to this? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, when I graduated law school, I really went thinking I was going to do something maybe in a public profit or like public nonprofit kind of advocacy and helping women and children. I had worked interned in the foreign service. I had taken a lot of international development courses and I really felt that draw. So when I got out of law school, I had my first baby. I really wanted a flexible job. Not really a thing for lawyers, turns out. So I really had to create my own thing. So I, I started my own shingle and I did family law and I did estate planning because those were practice wow. areas I could do on my own and didn't love the divorce work, honestly. I don't know if anyone really does, but I did love doing adoptions and I loved getting to maybe help um, people through a time of crisis when honestly, a lot of people during divorce and, and family law issues, they need um, someone to be kind and to also tell them it's okay. This is just a really awful chapter, but this is this is a tunnel, not a cave to your story. Um, and I, I did a lot more probably therapy work on <laughs> therapy than, than lawyering sometimes when I'm like, you know what you need? You need therapy. Everyone needs therapy. That's what we need here. But as I was doing those practice areas from home, I called myself a nap time lawyer. I had these friends in my peer group and my group from school, college friends, who were starting with some of the first mommy bloggers and really starting to be successful and have other bigger opportunities. They were getting bigger contracts. They were getting sponsorship deals. They were influencers before we had influencers. Yeah, that's awesome. 
came to me and were like, Brent, I know you don't do this, but could you read over this contract? Because I have no idea what this says and I'm just going to sign it. And I'm like, please, that, um, that's kind of, you know, contract 101. We don't sign things and we don't send them. Um, and then I would help start their LLCs because they didn't know how to do that and figure that out. Uh, and that's kind of where my practice started. So it was really off the cuff and it was just in response to a need that I saw in my community. And most of them were women business owners because that's who I served and that's who I knew and hence were. Um, again, they, you know, if they went and tried to go to their dad's buddy, um, they weren't taken seriously, right? Or were talked down to or dismissed or really overcharged for what they needed because someone was learning business um, that didn't know about it. You know, they weren't listening to Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and, and whatnot um, and Jasmine Starr. And so they didn't know this world, right? And so um, that kind of where so just to pause real quick, I have a lot of thoughts, but one of them is like, do you have like a timestamp? Like when, when was this? What year was this? When yeah, this all- so I, I got started, I graduated law school in 2011. And then um, I really started switching to this in like 20, like 16, like, like 2015, 2016. So it was really actually when I was having my last baby. And for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a faith-filled person. It was really a matter of like continuous prayer and really meditation for me because I was I really thought I was supposed to do something else with my law degree, but I didn't know what it was. And really this answer came strongly to me that this is exactly who I was supposed to help. And in a weird way, answering my call of why I went to law school, because I did end up helping women and children because I was helping women grow their businesses and support their families. And I've also helped nonprofits who that's another great niche of people who really need help and advocacy and need someone to, to guide them through that process. And so in a way it's really fulfilled my deepest desires of being able to help people who have these amazing dreams and just need someone to help them with the scaffolding to get them there. That's so cool. So a lot of overlap in our journeys. I I'm, I guess I'm a pretty much OG blogger. So uh, 2009, I started my first blog and it was, it was called Engaged Marriage because I had a call to help married couples and help families. And I was an engineer at the time. So mm-hmm. I also had kind of this technical degree and, and around 2015, 16, uh, similar to when you had this clarity about your calling and how you could apply it in a different way. That's when I was really drawn into digital marketing. And I was like, I can use this kind of engineering mind and this this mindset, but I could help entrepreneurs. And I realized around that in that period between those two things that I was an entrepreneur. And so that's when I quit engineering and started doing marketing and eventually led to this moment in time. So that's that's fascinating. So how has it I don't know if evolves the right word, but obviously you you felt this calling and this way to use your skill sets and your legal background to help these people you you really felt called to help. Like how, you know, you've been doing that specifically, it sounds like for eight years or so. So how has that deepened or do you feel like a lot of peace that this really is, really is it? You found the thing in your life? Yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I talked with, and we actually just have our business planning meeting with my husband who helps me in my business and reflecting on last year and what are our goals for this year. And we always check in of like, do you still like having kind of two businesses? Cause that's really what I have. I have a law firm and then I have the digital side and an online business. And I love still having a law firm. And I think I don't like to use the word always because that's my lawyer heart, right? Be careful yeah. about your words and your promises. <laughs> lifetime access. I don't think yeah, no, so. No <laughs> lifetime access. Yeah, I've had no to slap my own hand. Quit saying that in your marketing. That's a quick tip because you do you want to be playing Kajabi hosting fees forever? Maybe not. So, but I do love being in the legal lab. Like I love being in the work. And I think it's hard if I didn't have 
if I wasn't serving clients and getting their emails and getting on calls about what do you want to do this quarter and this year, then I would lose some touch with that. And I have other colleagues who've migrated from law and now all they do is the is sell templates, right? And no shade on them, but I'm like, there's only so much like your work is going to be stagnant after a while because you're not going to understand what's going on and what are people pushing buttons on and what conversations are coming up in forums and at events and everything else, because you're out of the loop, right? Legal wise. So, so yeah, for me, I really like having this spot, even though it's busy having two businesses and you a little bit about that, Dustin, of having, yeah, you know, you. lots of yeah, <laughs> irons in the fire, but, but what an opportunity and a, and a fun challenge to figure out. And something I always tell my clients is to appreciate that entrepreneurship is actually not about getting rid of your problems. You actually will never be rid of problems as a small business owner. Your job is to find newer and more interesting problems all the time. And if you can embrace that, that that's a true statement and that that's okay, that's actually what's supposed to be happening, then you can enjoy the ride, right? And you won't always feel like I'm doing something wrong or I have imposter syndrome or there's some cool club that I'm not part of. If I just got part of it, I I wouldn't have these issues anymore. That's actually not true. Yeah. And that's like a really good business lesson in in, in offers is something that ironically, Brooke, who's part of my origin story and and meeting you, she pointed out to me one time, I was like, well, I've solved this finite problem for people. So we have the accelerators, 90 days, there's a specific promise, right? And it's like, she's like, yeah. And when they're done with that, they're going to have new and better and bigger problems, right? (laughs) Like, oh, yeah. Okay. So that's where the mastermind came from. It's it's to solve more of the infinite problem of business growth and network growth and connection. And so I love that, that context. So And thinking about that for yourself, shifting into future pacing a little bit here, and it it comes right on the heels of your planning meeting with your husband, which is awesome. So you think about like the next year or even five years, where do you see this going? Is it, is it more of the same? Is it, is it honing in in a specific area of your business or kind of where do you see the future of Brittany's uh, two businesses? Yeah, for sure. So I think that I, I want to keep uh, increasing both businesses, uh, specifically on the law firm side. For me, I'm getting more and more where I have more uh, clients who are bigger fish themselves. And so I get to be more of that strategic role in your business, like you talked about being a legal advisor, right? And I really love being in that seat because I get more touch points and I really get to understand their business and be part of the planning process, be proactive instead of reactive, right? I, I don't love, and I certainly have helped people like this, but I don't love coming in and being an ER doctor, right? When someone has something go wrong and they're like, my images got ripped off, someone didn't pay their bills, right? I got a cease and desist and I get all those, but... The, options are limited, right? And now people are in crisis and we're living in, we're trying to deal with regret and shame and, and the couldas and the shouldas, whatnot. Ideally, I like to get people taking their vitamins and going to yoga and um, and whatnot and on the front end and then putting investments in and being proactive. And that's not to say we can solve all legal problems, right? Because we can't, because some people are going to do what they're going to do. And it's probably not a matter of if, but when you're going to eventually have a legal issue or even litigation in your business, but you still have put boundaries into place. So that I would love to see myself more as a fractional outside counsel. And there's a couple of my clients who are on the cusp of that place. And it's been a real pleasure to serve them as their businesses are growing in their needs. And then I get to really be a strategic partner to help them with that and, and know their businesses really well. And they know that I can answer those quick questions and understand, okay, we, we want this piece to figure here because this is our dream and we want to make sure 
sure these runways are open to us and we're finagling and putting together protections in place with an eye on that. So, and on the scalable side, digital side, I want to be able to help more people, right? I don't have a really specific number in mind. I know some people are like, I want to help a thousand business owners or I've gotten to help hundreds personally and certainly through teaching thousands because I love to educate. I like to teach at conferences and workshops and in mastermind groups or whatnot, but I would just love podcast where you're doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I would love it just for legal, legal resources to be more accessible and be more relatable to the average small business owner, the modern small business owner that has questions, that has concerns that gets really conflicting advice when they start Googling stuff or going into a Facebook group or even listening to their business coach sometimes. So that is a bigger ambitious mission that I would love to unfold. And I think digital resources are obviously the solution there because that's what's scalable, right? Yeah, 100%. So to the extent you're comfortable, I, I would, I'd actually like to peel a little bit on the personal side. And you mentioned your husband is a, is a, a partner or some, has a role in your business. I know when you and I talked, one of the first things you shared very enthusiastically was this idea of being a lawyer who gets to work virtually, that you live in a beautiful state and that you ski. So yeah, give us a little peek into maybe the the current version of that with the the little kids and things uh, in your household, but where you see this fueling your lifestyle moving forward as well. Cause I, I would right. love to hear more about that. Yeah. Cause I think for me, you know, as we had our like planning meeting yesterday, yes, we love to make more money like most people do. Right. And there's goals and family goals, whatnot, especially we have four kids. And so we're trying to now think of paying for all the things they need now and also sending <laughs> those kids to college and helping them get to that next stage of life and whatnot. But, but yeah, it's also playing that balance of like, what does having a rich life really mean to us in terms of time freedom? And that's really important to me and my husband. My husband helps in my business. He works from home as well. He was in a mental health business with his dad. And then he passed away from cancer a little over a year ago. So he's been in transition and getting to really be focused as the lead parent at home the last year. And that's been awesome. And he's getting ready for his next stage. You know, we, we like to ski with our kids. They all do ski racing. We all do jujitsu as a family now, which is really fun. (laughs) And we actually invested, we have mats in our basement, which means that we are the literal Rattel Mojo Dojo. So (laughs) (laughs) we have have now have jujitsu mats in our basement, but like how much more money do we want to make? If it means that we can't be the ones driving our kids in the afternoon, right? Or if we can't take off a Friday when it's it, it's powder day or having to work on the weekends or or whatnot. So for that, we're always trying to come back to like, this is a short season where we have our kids at home, our youngest is seven, our oldest is 13. And so trying to be careful and intentional about that, because I I want to, I don't mind working a few more years. I love working. Or I, I see that coming in more of an advisory role in a business where we take some of our money and then we put it into some other revenue streams, right? Or commercial real estate or in one of those ugly businesses that Cody Sanchez tells everyone to invest in. But Stuff like that. I would rather do that for a few more years and then have flexibility with our kids now because this is peak golden era for us to get to be there with them and just enjoy and work and play and do life together. So, which I think is a, it's a huge treat. So, I love the the intentionality. It's it's clear that you guys have thought deeply about that and and building your business around your life. And as someone who's it's about ten years, maybe eight. I won't date myself that much. Maybe eight years ahead of you in that in that part of the journey with the family. So literally yesterday, as we record this, our oldest son left for basic training for the, for the army. And so we, we had the first one leave the nest for real time, a surreal moment. And we've had a lot of build up with that and getting to have friends and family come in and, and talk to him. And yeah. there's a real sense of contentment and pride with that. Like 
I feel like we've done all we've literally done all we can. We've spent so much time with him over the years and, and having an online business has been a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. And and for like our family, you talked about your husband being in transition and losing his father. Like my wife is a special educator and then she stayed home completely for eight years with our kids. That was an amazing gift. And then she went back and now financially she doesn't need to teach, but she just right. loves it for now. And this is more like a three to five year gig, we think. <laughs> and then right. we'll probably have a different phase of our lifestyle. But I just say that just to relate, like, I, I think you're being really smart. I'm glad that you're the foundation of what you're building for is really to nurture this precious time you have with, with all the kids under the roof. Cause I can tell you it, it does end at some point and it, it's great, but it's also, it's, it's good. I guess the way I would put it, it's great to look back and not feel regret. Like I've worked a lot and things like that, but I would think if you ask my son, he knows like I was there just as much as he would ever need me, probably more than he wanted me sometimes as a teenager. But yeah, so that, that's amazing. So thanks for sharing your heart for this, the vision for you, where you guys are building. I think it's amazing. I'm grateful for you and, and grateful for what you're doing. So at this point, I'd like to transition a little bit into kind of the the closing part of, of, of what we do here. So we always like to really understand the entrepreneur, your own journey, why you do what you do. And then we like to just leave with some really practical takeaways for the audience. I call them smart strategies. I'm assuming you may share something in the legal realm or on IP, but I basically gave you a open, open forum here to come on and teach whatever you feel is most pertinent to our audience. So I'd love to hand the mic back to you, Brittany, and, and just let you teach a strategy for us. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for that. So I'd love to. So I will dig into, No, probably no surprise to you. I love acronyms and finding ways to memorize and people think about your framework. And so I actually have one for getting legally legit. And so for me, when I teach people of, okay, because I always get of like, where do I get started and what order? And so legally legit for me actually stands for the L means lay your foundation, right? And so that's the first thing you want to do. And I imagine most of your audience, if they've been uh, in business for a while, probably have most of these things taken care of. They probably set up their LLC, their business bank accounts. They're good about keeping their money separate. Having a payment processing and all that stuff look good in a way that doesn't scream, I'm a hobby. I don't take myself seriously, right? Right, (laughs) We don't want any of those red flags, really. We want everything to be really consistent, professional. And legal is one of those tools that can help us not only protect us, but also give us that internal swagger sometimes. It's it's wild, but I've seen it too um, true for it to be coincidence that when people register and incorporate their business as an LLC, they immediately get like a little bump of like taking themselves more seriously. Like I'm a real business now and I call it your business birthday, right? And you should celebrate that as a milestone and market and even take some pictures or buy yourself a cake or whatever. And it seems weird, but we don't do enough of that. I think as business owners, I'm like, marking and celebrating our own journey. And it could be such a lonely journey that might as well, right? Document for yourself because you'll be amazed at where you are someday. So that's kind of that. And then the E in legit is going to be evaluate your website. And this Mm -hmm. is pertinent, obviously, in a modern online business because we all have websites, right? We all have some sort of online presence. And this is really our home base where a lot of times we are sending traffic back to and we want to start getting serious about cultivating that relationship. And so we want our website to be protected um, and to be compliant. We want it to be an asset to ourselves and our business, not a liability. That means we need the right stuff in our footer on our website. It means you should have a privacy policy in terms and conditions and a disclaimer based on what you might sell or offer the content. This means if you're a health and wellness provider or coach, you need to have some language in there saying that WebMD language, not intended to diagnose or treat any illness or disease, right? 
You should also have a copyright statement and then really do a whole copyright audit. I call this kind of a, a content audit on your website and look for content that you're not sure where it came from. If you have especially media on your website and you, you don't know where it came from, it fell off the truck off the back of the internet. I really, I, I would encourage you to take that down or find a substitution because that stuff can quickly turn into, I call it zombie content. It means you forget about it. It goes to bed, it, go, it becomes dead. But it can rise, it can rise from the dead and come and bite you, especially if you, people like you would appreciate this being a, a blogger for a while. There's people who've been writing and, and blogging for a long time, and they have lots of backlinks and lots of content on their blogs. And some of that were photos. Some of that was from the era when we used to do roundup posts and whatnot. And those photos, even if you're giving someone credit or linking or putting the link on there, if you have those photos embedded on your website, that's problematic. And you can get cited with copyright infringement and get shaken down. There's whole law firms that this all they do now is search the internet, their bots do looking for this stuff on your website. So make sure you have that all, all buttoned down. And I sell a website bundle that has everything you need in your footer. Because I understand a lot of people are like, I don't, do I have to like pay to get that custom drafted? That's probably overkill, right? Unless you are developing like a mobile app then I would hire an attorney to get that. But if you're not that, anything else, then yeah, you just need some solid terms and conditions, especially on checkout. If you're selling any type of digital product, right? And this is probably especially pertinent for your audience for coaching program, ebook, mastermind, or whatnot. Make sure that you have those terms. There's a checkbox on checkout and that whatever is in those terms and conditions is good and valid and protecting what you need to. Make sure you're covering stuff like what what is the license that they're getting? What they what can they do with all this IP? What are the rules of your group? Can you kick someone out if they're not following the rules? If, if you have a no pitch policy and they start pitching, what happens now, right? Do they get kicked out of the group? Do they get anything else? Is there a refund policy? It's not to say that having all those things again will mean that you would always win a chargeback, but it's a really important piece of that process because if you get a chargeback from somebody, that is the first thing that the payment processor is going to ask for. What were the terms of this agreement? What were the terms of this contract? So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no, like I, I definitely have room for improvement in some of these areas, not to draw liability uh, to yeah. myself, but, but no, I, I feel like if people if they took one thing out of this episode, if you simply had the right footer stuff, which you can like get directly from Brittany yeah. and you have the terms and conditions at checkout so you can defend yourself against chargebacks or like you Disputes said, like or people yeah, quitting your program when you have a, a, a pay option, right? You gave them a payment plan. Those are the two biggest issues I see with my clients who are especially in the coaching space or kind of online education. And so we need to have really strong language about having and being able to do the ACH and do that and what the refund policy is. So yeah, well, that's, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, very, very valuable. So then now we're on to G. Yeah, G is get it in writing, meaning oh. use contracts. So yeah, the lawyer loves contracts. And it's not because they're sexy and fun, right, for people to review and draft contracts. But it's because our human brains don't do a good job of remembering conversations. We're not robots. And so if we want to appreciate complex and really, if we, especially like Dustin teaches, if you want to have good relationship marketing and preserve relationships, business relationships have to have a contract. And that way we can let the contract be the bad guy. It doesn't rely on our understandings or even our unsaid expectations of what we were going to do. And so these are critical, right? Having an operating agreement. If you have a business partner, that's like your business prenup and you need mm -hmm. to have a business prenup so you don't have ugly business divorces, right? Having client service agreements. If you offer client services, if you have vendor relationships, right? If you have helpers helping you, you need an independent contractor agreement. So there's a variety 
variety of things you might need there, but having those good contracts. And that's why I sell 40 plus templates in my shine creative contracts, nice. because all of these keep on coming up again and again. And I'm like, I want to be able to just have something that's plug and play and you follow the color code, right? It's like paint by number and you can reuse it again and again in your business. So that's okay contracts and big, then here, big, big, gap in the dust, big gap in the dust world they're guilty as charged again so okay. yeah. you know it just means it's just more information right and that's all it means we just know more than we did before so the next uh, i right in our legit framework is going to be identifying intellectual property so and this like dustin referred to is going to be really critical if this is what makes us money right is yeah. getting our amazing thoughts out of our head and then into something it's into a book an ebook, a course, a, a coaching methodology, a mastermind, or a variety of different offers up our ladder stack, right? Um, and so the two tools that we use here mainly are copyright and trademark. So copyright is going to protect the creative guts of something. So it's going to protect the contents of a book, an ebook, an online course, a podcast, a YouTube channel, social media content, photos, illustrations, all of those things can be protected via copyright. And you get some automatic rights just by creating it, right? Just by sending it out into the world. And that's what we get under U.S. law. But you get some really good enforcement rights, some more, some, some better enforcement rights by actually registering the copyright. I actually have one of those right here because I have these committed all the time for my clients. And this is an additional step that you need to take. And I suggest it for a lot of my clients, but I find it's a really underutilized one, especially for course creators and curriculum creators, because you can package up your entire online course and register the copyright. And when you do that, it means if and when someone rips you off, you can do a DMCA takedown, get to the front of the line. You can get statutory damages. You can get attorney's fees. It means you have options to get people to do what you want. It turns your, hey, that's my thing. Stop it with your little stick, which is what you have without it. And then someone else goes, no, 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 boo, boo. I don't think so. Lawsuits <laughs> are expensive. And people who do this a lot know this. It takes that little stick into a baseball bat where you're like, knock it off. And they're like, I'm so sorry, Kajabi and C and anywhere else, platform will take you seriously and will listen and will turn off people's ads and will turn off their site and will delist from Google. And practically speaking, you get a lot more options. And this is especially important if we're dealing with overseas actors that honestly don't care about the reaches of American law and are like, we think that you're not going to come after us and hire Chinese attorneys, which may or may not be true, right? We have to get into the, some of the financial economics of um, pursuing our options. So, so that's copyright. And then trademark is going to protect our branding. So this is protecting the name, overall maybe name of your company or your logo or the name of your product or program or course or mastermind or event or retreat or whatnot. Maybe your primary, your sub logo or branding or phrase that goes along with it. We can even protect in a way frameworks this way. You just have to be a little careful because technically the trademark office is like, we don't protect systems and methodologies. So you have to show that this is like in connection as like a shorthand for your branding. So there's a way we can do it, but we got to be, we got to be strategic about it. <laughs> but this is the way I've been able to help protect, especially for my online curriculum creators and be able to protect kind of their suite of things that make them them. What's their secret sauce and what Seth Godin calls it your remarkability. What's the one thing that people keep on thinking with you? That's what we protect. And that should be the first thing on your list. And then we move down as your brands grow. And then that really opens up other doors of licensing, co-ventures, and other projects like that. But to have those deals set up, we really need to protect our own house first. We need to make sure that we're not building on ground that we don't own, right? We're like digital squatters. We've built this thing and then we look down and we're like, well, geez, I, I sure hope I own this land, right? I sure hope I can <laughs> 
and put a big flag here and keep attracting people into my world and my empire. Um, and you want to have that sense of confidence, right? And that's what trademark can get you. So love trademarks and there's room for NDAs and contracts and that kind of protects kind of trade secrets and the stuff in the middle. And then there are patents. That's mostly for inventions. I don't, I don't do patent law. So I refer that out to other people. So I don't really speak a whole lot about that, but that is definitely an option. If you are in the physical product space, a lot of people ask me, can I patent a business methodology or framework or something? Quick answer, no. (laughs) So there might be some other tools in my year disposal, but patent likely isn't one of them. And then the last T and legit is getting is troubleshooting. And this is really where it really pays to be working with an advisor that can help you balance what should be first thing on my list. What, how do I make sure that I have the right legal protections for the exposure that my business is right now? Because some people can misplace. They they can think that I find that some people and entrepreneurs are nervous Nellies and they're extreme and thinking I. I need everything under contract and everything needs, everyone needs to sign an NDA and I can't talk about my business to anyone because they're going to rip me off or whatnot. And, and that's living in too much fear, right? And that can really hurt your chances of being able to iterate, of changing, of being able to get good market feedback, which we need to. At some point, you need to ship it. You need to start talking about it because you're not even sure if that name w- works yet. So I tell people all the time, you're not ready for a trademark. I hope we see you again, or let's at least do a trademark search to make sure you have clearance, but you might not be ready yet because you don't know if you love that name and we're not there. And on the opposite side of that risk spectrum are like my base jumpers. And these are my entrepreneurs who <laughs> they reverb and they just go and they're <laughs> like- video people can see I'm hiding my face. Like, I think I'm going to be thrown into this category, but let's see. And they're base jumping without a parachute and they're like, event terms, liability insurance, what's that? What's that? Um, but because of that, they sometimes we get problems that are, are more expensive to solve, right? And we have more limited options. And not all of those lessons we need to learn the hard way for ourselves. Some of those we can learn from other people and colleagues and people being able to share about that. And it's hard sometimes in business because we're not used to being vulnerable and talking about like, you won't hear from a lot of people that they got sued, right? Or they mm-hmm. had to issue a refund or that they got a employee or a contractor that was misclassified uh, and they got sued by the California Department of Workforce. But I guarantee that anyone listening to this has people in their circle that all those things have happened to, right? And so sometimes it's it's helpful and that's why it's a big mission of mine is to reality check. And I don't wanna I don't want people to live in a state of fear, but I want them to have a healthy balance of like, look, there are things out there and the law doesn't care about your intent a lot of the times. The IRS doesn't care about that or your state doesn't. And we get to be in this cool online business realm that doesn't have a lot of formal milestones and to tell you, hey, when you get to this point and you're making this as much money, you you need to have done this, right? Uh, 20, 30 years ago, if we were in a different type of business, at some point we'd have to like sit in someone's office and like show them our business plan. And they would like check over and be like, well, you have a contract, right? And you have an LLC and you've set this up. And we'd be like, well, yeah, I've done all that. We don't have to do that as online business owners. And, And that's great. And also it's a big challenge because it means we have to take on that role and really put on that CEO hat and be thinking about risk management as part of our opportunity um, to grow and make sure we've taken care of that stuff so that we can have a sustainable business that can keep on solving people's problems. Wow. That is, that might be the the best framework I've ever heard. And what's really cool about it is like, you literally just went like the whole spectrum. I'm sure there's more, but like the, the, the essential spectrum of, what we really need to know in legal terms. So like, I feel like I just sat through a very high end webinar, like 
given us the the real like essence of what we need to know. So recapping real quick, L is lay the foundation. E is evaluate your website. G is get it in writing. I is identify your intellectual property. And then T is troubleshoot for kind of all the scenario planning and and the things that we need to think about as we're growing, expanding and scaling. And we're encountering those new, those new, uh, usually virtuous problems in our our business. And new new challenges that might come out and and, and understanding that with growth comes exposure and that has to be part of the blessing. Like you said, it's a virtuous problem because just like I tell people when they get mad about like taxes and stuff like that, I'm like, first of all, go read profit first because taxes should not be surprised to anybody at this point yes. in their business. But also, if it makes you feel better, write in on that comment line, go find something in the federal government that you are happy or at least not angry to go support and write that in or put it on the comment line because it can help just change your mindset, which is all we can do because these are things that are going to come up. But you can you can change in your mind of like, oh, look at me. I've had a big enough deal in my business where I have to worry about this. New level, new devil. Try to flip a little bit of that internal script for yourself. Yeah. Love it so much. Like I'm so grateful for you and the eloquence in which you don't take this the wrong way, but you make like legal stuff sexy. Like it's like this is actually exciting because it's not like this boring, onerous stuff I have to do. Like some of this is very much stuff I get to do, right? Like I get yeah. to have a trademark. That's really cool. Like hang that on your wall. Like your program's so legit. Or like if you set up your LLC for the first time and someone's like, Send me your W9. You're like, number one, I know what that is. Number two, it's an LLC and not my personal name. Like, that's cool. Because it's cool. It, it, it is something to celebrate. Yeah, it does mark your journey and you get to celebrate that. And I'm a big believer that you only the only person you need to have believe in your business is you. Only one person. Everyone else is just gravy. And that's not to dismiss having a support system and coaches and friends and peers, because I hope that those come for you and you get to encourage that along the way. But really, the only person you need to is you. And so sometimes there are things you can do in your business that can help you when your brain wants to spiral and go into a place of, I don't know how to do that. We've never done that before. You can be like, I get it. You're right. We have not done that before. But fear, you're going to, you can ride shotgun next to me because I see you and you're real because I'm not a sociopath, but you're not going to drive the car, right? But you can be side by side me as we move forward and show up with more confidence because that is the challenge that we get to have in entrepreneurship. And if you want to grow as a person, have kids or start a business, right? Destin and I are that we've gotten to do both. And so what an opportunity to grow as a person and get to challenge yourself and learn new things and self-confront. And I think that's that's the wild ride that I love being part of and getting to see and help people behind the scenes of. I love it. So I'm sure pretty much everyone that's listening to this is like, yep, there's some gaps there. I need to go deeper with this. I, I need some additional help. And obviously they can hire you, which I'm Sure, I'm going to do, Brittany, but as a first step, as a next step, if they're listening to this, they're like, I I need to go deeper into this. I need to get better educated. I need some resources. What's what's the best next step for people to, to come over into your world? Yeah, for sure. So I do have a, a freebie for people. So if you head to getlegitwithbrit.com, I, like I said, love, love a good <laughs> rhyming and alliteration. That's my legally legit checklist. And it really summarizes these steps that I've gone over. And it's Perfect. a way for you to start putting in and checking off. And what's great about it is if you've done some of these things, awesome. Give yourself a good gold star, check it off, and then maybe see where you start to have some gaps or more questions. And I have some digital resources to help. I create a lot of free content because I really 
really believe in giving back to the community and making stuff relatable and fun as much as it can be, right? Yeah, so I right. have that. I create content on Instagram, on a YouTube channel, and on my podcast. So you can all find that under Brittany Rattel. And then if you are ready for one-on-one work and support and done for you, then reach out for my Instagram and you'll see. Then I we can meet for a consult and see if I'm a good fit to helping you where you want to go in your business. That's awesome. So yeah, we'll have show notes, but for people that are listening in their car or are out on a run, just remember, get legit with Brit. I assume with two T's, right? I actually have both of them. So you're, oh, you're good. Yeah. Hey, get legit with Brit, however you want to spell it, yeah. .com. And that will get you this the, the checklist so you don't have to try to memorize all the amazing stuff she just went through in 10 or 15 minutes in, in a place that you can go give it a little thought, check some boxes, the way I see it working is then fill in some of these things with your digital resources and then the more advanced stuff, the stuff that's like, I don't even know how to start on this, then call her or DM you on Instagram. And yeah, they're open and I love to connect with people. And so especially if you're on Instagram, I'm like, I'm like Ariel, I want to be where my creatives are, my online business owners, and, and they're on Instagram, a lot of them. And so that's where I love to hang out. And so always open to, to connecting with people there in the community. Well, thank you so much for this. Uh, I, I really appreciate you coming here, being so open and transparent about your own journey, but also being like, you really epitomize smart strategy and like be able to do that in such a, an eloquent way and and, uh, and then have a have a takeaway that people can uh, go uh, actually take action with it, right? It's not just because th- that's the temptation, especially with legal stuff. It's like you hear it and you're like, ooh, yeah, I should be doing that. And you're like, okay, I'm going to ignore it again <laughs> because I, I'm not... But, I Again, and I and I hope my I, I know I went through a lot of quickly through my framework with you guys, but my hope is that if you can just take away one thing to move forward next, don't let your brain go to the area of like, oh, this is too overwhelming, right? Or even put fear or shame on top of it. I always tell when I'm teaching workshops and I go more into depth into this of like, look, you don't need to be ashamed or worry about this. You simply know more than you did before. And that's all you gotta tell your brain. Oh, look at that. I know more than I did before, and that's okay. So I'm gonna do one takeaway at a time. Love it. Well, thanks again, Brittany. Uh, this is awesome. I look forward to getting to know you even more after after this session. But this has been an amazing podcast. I hope everyone takes action, goes to getlegitwithbrit.com and hangs out with you over in your world. And if you're listening and you want to know more about what I'm up to, sevenfigureleap.com is the home base. And I'm not so much on Instagram, but uh, on LinkedIn. So if you guys are on LinkedIn, I would love to continue the conversation there and hear about your takeaways from this episode and uh, connect you with, with Brittany if, uh, if you don't make that connection directly. So thanks again, Brittany. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks, Dustin.